Just a quick word from our affiliates before we jump into the episode. SafePoint Loan Working App is a really simple way for you to manage loan working. Utilising what three words to get you pinpoint accuracy on the location of your people when you really need it. Get yourself a discount using the link and code in the description of this episode. Let's jump into today's podcast. What's up guys, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. This is part two of our interview with David McLean talking all about how to enact positive change in your life, in your business, personally and professionally. So if you haven't, already, make sure you go and listen to episode one and don't forget to go check out David's original interview with us because he was our second ever guest on Rebranding Safety. So make sure you go and have a look at that as well. Granted, the audio quality is not as good. If you're new here, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to challenge the perceptions and challenge the health and safety gone mad practices. And we do that by in-depth conversations on this podcast, free information tips and tools on YouTube so if you listen on a podcast go check out YouTube and vice versa without further ado let's get into the second part of our interview with David McLean health and safety is almost a victim of its own success we eat an oppressive regime of health and safety regulations a huge fire engulfs a tower block in children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school worst oil field disaster 164 dead rebranding safety the modern health and safety podcast crushing the stereotype brought to you by risk fluent and your host james mcpherson Good morning, David. Welcome back to the podcast. Morning. Thank you. Part two then. Um, now, I'm going to be completely upfront with the listeners. We were just having a conversation offline and it was phenomenal. So I've said, we'll press record and basically gonna repeat the conversation <laughs> we've just had. So I basically started by saying that once this voting uh, malarkey is over, because we're recording this on polling day, 12th for the 12th. Also, what I didn't mention before is I was listening to uh, this podcast this morning apparently tonight at 12 past 12 minutes past midnight it'll be a full moon and tomorrow is the 13th so if you're a very superstitious person it's the 12th for the 12th and then at 12 past 12 there'll be a full moon and you're voting Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely so i i then questioned you and said how are you feeling about it will, will you feel a crunch from brexit etc and your response was not at all. I decide what I do. It's a funny thing that, that, that um, if you remember, well, most people don't remember. Also, you maybe read about it, the Great Depression in the twenties. I think it was in America. The vast majority of the businesses went under, um, and there was a huge issues. But some businesses were very, very successful, and that's not because they were lucky. They just decided that that's what they were going to do. Um, uh, again, with the, the, the crunch that we had here um, a good few years ago when the banks went under, lots of people profited and people tend to kind of think that they are somebody different or that's something different and it isn't at all. And actually, if you just kind of refer back to the last slide that we talked about um, at the end of the last sort of session, um, they broke through the fear and they made a decision that that's what they were going to do uh, and that's it. And then they, they, they quite simply believed it. Uh, and, and if you sort of, sort of talking about mindset as well, as it all, it's kind of a mindset, and it, um, is it a, you know, how do you create that mindset? And that's what it is. It's get over that fear, 
believe that this is what you're going to do and then make the decision and get on with it. So mm. no, uh, Brexit won't affect my business whatsoever. Nothing will. Because that, you, won't, that, you won't let it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's like, kind of like, do you know what? It's real uh, synonymous of kind of what I say a lot when I'm, I've done a lot of fire training lately and I've been to a lot of, so I work heavily on fire at the moment for obvious reasons, but I've been to loads of like conferences and you've got a lot of businesses, primarily housing associations that are sitting around and they're asking questions like, when are the government going to decide what needs to happen? When are they going to decide, when are they going to legislate? We need to put sprinklers in our buildings and stuff like that. And mm. And I remember being in a conference and, and um, I don't know where the, where the confidence slash arrogance uh, came from, but like, I kind of asked a question. It was a question time and I put my hand up and I just said, Let's, it's more a question for the room, but like, if everybody's not, every, from the questions we're hearing, everyone seems uncomfortable with the level of risk in their building after Grenfell, be it with cladding or without cladding, everyone seems overly uncomfortable with the risk. So why is everybody waiting for legislative change why is everybody waiting to be told what to do the the law enables you in my opinion to risk assess and if you're not comfortable with that risk assessment to make a decision to mitigate it and make the risk lower and and it's that thing it's that like we we stick to guidance and we wait for the government to tell us what to do so when i'm going around training and i and i, and I talk to a lot of sellers like, people on the coal face you know like the, the actual doers of a business um mm. going around and say and you just get this sense of frustration sometimes and it does depend on the culture of the business but you get this sense of frustration where you know they feel like they're they're raising the same problems over and over again they feel like they're not excuse me uh they're not getting anywhere because they're just raising concerns and they feel like the business is not listening to them and then i'm saying to them you know if you're seeing something don't walk past it even if you're not sure just ask the question i say why is extremely powerful it's like my favorite saying but say just ask why so i was like yeah but what like what's that gonna do blah 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 and I use this example of Barack Obama, um, that, and I've said it time and time again in this podcast, so everybody's listened to this going, oh, here he goes with that bloody Barack Obama uh, example. But like, I've just found it so powerful that we, we all know what he did. He, he legalized gay marriage, which was probably one of the biggest successes he had, especially in America. That was a phenomenal piece of work. Amazing piece of work. But if you look at his early videos of when he was coming into power, his early interviews, etc., he wasn't for it. He was against it. And I always say to people as an example of like the power of the people, when did he change and when did he start supporting it? When the polls changed and what are the polls? They're people. So if you want change, you have to change yourself. You have to make that decision yourself and, and go. And, I, and I've said it time and time again, that change is slow. In my opinion, change is slow. It starts with you. Like, so I want to make, I want to do better for the environment. I want us all to do better. It starts at home. So I change first and then my wife will change and then my mum will change and then my brother will change. And eventually it's like, a, I call it like a zombie virus, but it all starts with what you're saying. I think it's yeah. is us being in control of ourselves, breaking through that barrier of fear of somebody saying, what, you're doing that for the environment? Come on, you know, or what, yeah. you support gay marriage or something like that. And then eventually, do you know what? Look at it, look what happened in America. People support gay marriage and it, and it, and it legislated, but the government do what we say. And I yeah. think 
we, we, we think it's the other way around, but actually if we make no, these decisions, absolutely. and Brexit is a prime example of that, whether you support it or not, it's a prime example of people given a, a, an opportunity, regardless of opinion, and I'm not going to give mine, um, I might lose listeners, um, but it, it's that people made a decision and there's a power in that vote and there's a power in that people. And I think it's synonymous with what you're saying is we have a power in ourselves to control our business. We also have a power to influence change, I think, be it right or wrong. We'll yeah. find out later. No, absolutely. And there's, there's so much in what you just said there. But yeah, I mean, it is that the power of the people who know more than I do who are, are pushing for world peace. Um, you know, it's a big old statement, obviously, it's a big old conversation to have. But they're the ones that say change starts within, it begins within. It's the individual that makes the change in world peace. It's not waiting for someone else. And that, and also in terms of the fire aspect that you're talking about there. Um, yes, there's rules and regulations, and there's reasons sometimes that why people shouldn't make decisions that, and that more educated people should make them. And, and that's absolutely fine. For example, I shouldn't be making legislation on fire because I don't know anything about it, so that's okay. But people in the know, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's an excuse, but there'll be times that people will say, well, do you know what? That's a fearful decision to make. I don't know what it's going to be. They might not even be going through this in their mind, of course, but it's easier to put it off to someone else. Mm. It's easier to have the, the bystander effect, it's called in psychology, which is yeah. why people walk past people who are getting mugged um, or, you know, these things, that, those kind of famous uh, stories. I won't go on at the moment. That, I was going to say that that comes from, um, oh, there was a lady in America, wasn't it? I can't remember her name. And that, that was where they come from. That was a horrific story. Yeah, it was a really bad story, which is which people can Google if they want. It's not really not nice at all. Oh, yeah, and why that. why other human beings would walk past and allow that to be? And yes, it's that yeah. whole that it's somebody else's fault or, or somebody else to deal with that. Exactly. And ultimately, what they're going on, that, that 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 bigger picture is that is that change starts within uh, and whatever that is. So again, if it's your business, if it's your job, if it's moving. If it's world peace, you know, whatever it is, um, it all starts with the individual. And, and it does have that, um, the, from, a, uh, from a psychology or from a, a neuroscientific point of view, what's actually happened is called it's mirror neurons. So the changes that you have, so you and I are connected, we are all connected, whether you want to talk about that from a spiritual point of view or from a scientific point of view, um, it's now been proven we are connected. And the, the neurons that connect us are called mirror neurons. So in other words, who I am, you will mirror me um, if we are in close proximity. And generally, the higher person up, <clears throat> because we all want to feel better, um, human uh, life is about increase, about being a better version. If you run, you want to run faster. If you sell, you want to sell more. You want to jump, you want to jump higher. So we want to be better versions of ourselves. So unless you're really determined to keep depressed, and whoever is the better version, you know, as you say, you're at home and, 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 and your wife's feeling absolutely brilliant and you're a little bit low and she kind of digs you and says, come on, and you know, and she's in a good mood. Then you think, you know, why would I want to stay here? Why wouldn't I want to raise up and be that? And that's mirror neurons. So there's an evolutionary aspect to that as well, which is fantastic for survival. Because when I'm like that uh, and I realise, you know, uh, that there's a saber-toothed tiger around the corner, then you know what that means. You know to run away as well. And so it works in different ways, um, but it's uh, also very important for in the modern world that we live in today. That if I feel better, something else feels better, and we do that whole law of attraction um, sort mm. of thing. Yeah, there's something I was thinking of because we in in yesterday when we recorded the other episode of the podcast. So for people listening, it'll be last week's podcast. Um, 
we were talking about the how the brain works, the evolutionary response, stress bucket, um, and that belief, fear, and decision making thing, and mm-hmm. and we just we discussed quite a lot. But you know, as I was kind of thinking afterwards, I mean, it's one of the reasons that I love doing this podcast is it really I get to talk to amazing people like yourself and. And then my brain starts going, I start thinking about it. And, and whether this is completely not related or, or it might be, but like, why are some people more emotive than, than others? And why? So like, I find myself as quite an emotional person. I think that runs in my family. My mum's quite a, sen- a sensitive person. Mm. and we're, we're much more emotional. Basically, I come across some people that don't seem very emotional. They seem quite strategic. And and, and then certain subjects like, you know, Brexit, for example, is a very emotive subject. You know, facts sometimes seem to have gone out the window and people just mm-hmm. argue and can't discuss. What, why is that that certain people are more emotive and certain subjects are more emotive? Or is that a thing or is it not? Yeah, there is. I mean, so the, the, kind of the main argument or discussion point in psychology, uh, is it nature or nurture? So in other mm. words, were you born like it um, or is it something in the environment, the social aspect that you're dealt with? Um, so yes, from a personality type point of view, then you will get many different people. You will get, I'm sensitive, um, uh, my, uh, uh, my ex-wife is, uh, as is my son. And so there is some sort of aspect, there's a genetic aspect within that, and that's absolutely fine. Um, uh, and you will get different people, you will get people who are perfectionists, who are, are very good at um, specific things, um, they're very on the ball, on point with specific things, and they'll be good at engineering, military, um, accountancy, whatever it is. And then you'll have people who couldn't care less about that, but are all about loving and, and helping and nurturing, etc. And they're good in, in, in like doctors, nurses, or, or therapists, or whatever. And of course, you get a blend of, of all these sort of things. So what I always say to people, though, is that sometimes they say, oh, he or she seems to be able to deal with their emotions very well and I can't so that somehow makes me a lesser person because they're really good at that but actually they're probably going through their own problems with something else anyway so whatever your emotion whether you're really emotional whether you're a perfectionist whether you couldn't care less whatever it is that these different traits that you have in your personality is what it is it's about becoming the best version of you and through these six key principles of, of of lasting change and positive change. It's about becoming the best of who you are. Because if we talked about in the brain and the evolution response, the lower area of the brain, the higher area of the brain, roughly speaking again, the higher area is the, is the rational, easygoing, calm, relaxed, positive um, part of the brain. And of course, the lower area is, is, is the opposite from that. So whatever personality you are, if you are working to the best of who you are in the higher regions of the brain, then you're able to be defined. You, you don't mm. give too much to others. You're able to be confident in yourself and your and your self worth and your self esteem. So, so really, it, 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 there is no negative traits in, as mm. such that aren't learned responses anyway. Because there is also some learned responses in terms of I'll have some people will say, "Oh, I'm a warrior. I come from a long line of warriors," and like, yeah, that's that's been programmed into you from an early age. Mm. and can be changed because it's just habitual behavior is all that is so the personality traits that you want to change 99.9 times out of 100 you can change them 
And there's very, very few people that are somehow have a disposition of low serotonin and high depression. There is those people, but they're very, very few and far between. Mostly, people are functioning properly and or normally, uh, and it's their thought patterns, as we talked about, the stress bucket being full and, and all that. That's that's what the, the, kind of the issues are. Mm. They're man or woman made, if you like, as opposed to genetic. Mm. Fascinating. Okay, so let, let's move on then to the next cool. to the next principle. So correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems to be the three P's. Is that right? Definitely is. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just quickly go over the other three, of course, as well as they say they've watched them. But so the evolutionary response, how the brain works, understanding the kind of key differences, which I've explained there in the, in terms of the brain. Understand that consciously, which sits at the front here of the brain, um, we only have a few actions a second, sometimes only one, and subconsciously we have thousands. So our behaviour is habitual, and subconsciously it has no intellect, and there's no idea that we're, wherever we are in the world in the 21st century, we're listening to this. So um, we have to recognise that that habitual behaviour that is carrying on, whatever that is, the brain is not looking to change it. It doesn't have right and wrong in that area. We do, consciously. But of course, it's one action against 40,000. So we can see the ratio there, which is why we sometimes get held back. And the stress bucket as well, again, the very simple thing is the stress bucket is the, is the hippocampus in the lower area of the brain. Basically, um, a full bucket means you're stressed and you're not functioning properly. An empty bucket means you're in control and, and things are going well and you are functioning properly. Um, the way that you fill your bucket up is overthinking, over worrying, over analyzing. The way you empty it is, I'm just about to tell you, uh, and also thinking positively uh, and making sure you have good sleep patterns, uh, etc. because the REM sleep rapid eye movement is a natural way for emptying that, that bucket. And then quickly, fear, belief, and, and decision-making, and positive decision-making, we've sort of touched on that already. But as you can see, um, I suppose we can call that mindset as well to an extent if you want to put one term over that. Um, as you can see, is the beginning of what we talked about. Fear is, is the thing that holds most people back. Um, do you believe it or not? Belief is just a thought you keep thinking. That's all it is. So if you want to create a new one, focus on what you want to do and start believing and moving towards that and make the decision. Make the decision. Mm. Just quickly before we do move on, you said about a good sleep pattern. Does that So, so trying to... Uh, I don't know, it'd be nice to start my own business one day and and if you're if you're trying to do that you're probably, decision. yeah yeah i get it well okay so i'm starting a business <laughs> um but i think when you do that you you follow a lot of entrepreneurs I and mean, you might follow listen to people like uh, you listen to loads of people like gary v for example and you listen you, yeah. you watch stuff about um geezer that made apple and the geezer and all these massive you know owners of Amazon etc and it just kind of brings me to a point where you said about good sleep patterns so there seems to be this popular trend lately of you've got to be successful you've got to get up at three in the morning and go to bed at midnight so so is is as much as I've exaggerated that massively um, well (laughs) yeah but like is is there like your own sleep patterns or i have one for me and yours will be different or is there like a, a set period yeah. so what is a good sleep pattern no i understand what you're saying it's a very very big conversation and actually mm-hmm. that's maybe a podcast for another time because we can go into the whole understanding of of what why is it again it sits around belief fear and decision making actually 
I mean, why you have to, if you believe that you have to work 16 or 18 hours a day to be successful, then that's what will happen and it will work. If you believe in, uh, I can't remember that guy, but I think it's the four hour working week or the, that, that book that oh, he's wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four hour working day, whatever it is. I mean, you know, and, and that's a challenge to begin with if you're starting off your business. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you have to kind of recognize that, that it's not necessary um, to be doing those kind of hours unless you really want to and you're loving it. Um, but again, that's, that's a big, big conversation to have with other things, but I have another podcast perhaps. But um, in terms of um, sleep patterns, you know who you are. You know if you're going to function well. If I have four hours sleep in the evening, then I, I, I will not function which means I will not be productive um, and it wouldn't work for me. It doesn't matter how many hours I, I stick in, then I'm going to fall to bits uh, and I'm going to get man flu every other week because I'm just put <laughs> down and I'm not looking after myself. Yeah. Um, I, I used to eat, need eight hours sleep. I now need seven um, yeah. and, and I can function and I feel well on that. Um, and uh, what I used to say from a therapy point of view, um, when I was a therapist, or well, still am, but working with individuals, you need to prepare for going to sleep when you wake up in the morning. And it sounds like a kind of a funny thing to say, but um, you don't need to keep your PJs on all day. But what what stops you from sleeping in the evening is your full stress bucket. Mm. It's the overthinking, over worrying, over analysing. It puts you into that space, which of course in modern days it's an evolutionary trait. But in modern days, it's you. You go to sleep for a couple of hours, you wake up, you're thinking about work, you're worrying about this, you don't even know what you're really thinking about, you don't know why you're thinking about it. You go back to sleep, you then maybe wake up early, and then it doesn't feel quite so bad, and you have this broken sleep all the time. It's all to do with the full stress bucket. So if you're able to make sure your bucket is emptied during the day, thinking positively, the three Ps, which we'll speak about in a moment, and make sure that you're not filling it up, then the REM sleep deals with it, so you have a more... Mm. um, regular, normal, restful sleep through the the REM and the non-REM. The non-REM used to be called slow-wave sleep, which is the, the bit that repairs your muscles, you know, if you've done exercise, etc., and makes you makes you rested physically. And the REM sleep is the one that rests your brain, you know, inverted commas, rests your brain. So it's working really hard, but um, <laughs> it's a field with all the aspects of your brain. And so, yeah, I suppose to answer your question, sleep what you know you need to sleep. Mm-hmm. And make sure you start to do the things during the day that, that allow you to have restful night's sleep. Um, because that's what will make you much more productive during the, the, the working hours. Um, as opposed to saying, oh, I'll just have four hours sleep or three hours sleep and then I'll, I'll, I'll crack on and work till 12 o'clock. If that suits Gary V or whoever else, then perfect. But if it doesn't suit you, then that's not what you need to do to be successful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, mean, I just think it's unhealthy the way that people talk about it, and 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 that you you do feel like, or oh, if I'm starting a business, I have to work twenty four seven, etc. And you can see how this kind of, and I think this will lead quite nicely into the three Ps with a, a little bit of a memory of what they are. But like, you you, you you can see how when we're talking about all this stuff, if you've got that kind of full stress bucket, and and you you're on social media, you're watching these, you feel how you can be stuck in this perpetual cycle of like. Maybe it's not depression as a whole thing, but in this cycle of just just feeling stuck, of like not making a decision and and having a full bucket, then not sleeping because you've got a full bucket, and then you don't empty the bucket because you're so tired, and you just you can you can really see just talking to you how people and you know I 
I've been there and probably I'm even now at times where you just feel like you're not getting anywhere but everybody like you're saying you look at everybody else that's doing well everyone else is doing so well and you it just it's so easy and I'm, I'm more saying this for people that like, I don't want people to listen to this podcast and think like it's another podcast telling you how easy it is to be good and be be well and make positive yeah. change like I can feel how easy it would be to be stuck in that in that perpetual cycle yeah. of it's the, the, the momentum is carrying and actually when we talk about three P's and then moving on to the, the marginal gains and small changes, that'll again understand why you're making changes. Because if you remember that the vast, vast majority of the brain is subconscious or unconscious. In other words, it has no understanding that wherever you are listening, watching this in the world, um, it doesn't know where you are. It doesn't understand. It doesn't have comprehension. It has no intellect. So it's not looking to change, it's not looking to make any differences uh, at all. So maybe we are consciously, but that brain is just keep on going round and round in those cycles and it'll keep going on. It's not looking to change uh, at all. Um, and that momentum that, that is going in that one direction will keep going. We are all, we're, we're habitual behavior. That is it. We're small, tiny, tiny, small portions of which is actually which small changes and marginal gains is. We're tiny, small portions made up as a whole. What we think is we are the whole, but we're not. And we're just millions of little bits that move up and it's all the habitual things that are running and thousands of them running to keep us going uh, if, as a whole, if you like. But when we change, we try to change as a whole. But we need to change all the little things and, and that's what we get fed up with because we're like, oh, going for one run, that's not going to make any difference or eating that, not eating that cream bun tonight or, or ma making that decision or, or, or going home early whatever, at work or whatever it is, those one things don't feel anything. That's what changes and picks up the momentum going in the opposite direction. So you sleep better, you wake up more refreshed, so you're more energised, so you go for the run you want to do or you make the lunch instead of buying the lunch at the canteen, mm -hmm. so you eat the healthy lunch, so you feel better, so you want to go to the gym in the evening, so you rest better and you can just see that that's how it gathers and, and that's what happens. But mm -hmm. when we try to fight our own brain, doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's an analogy actually I'll use in a little bit, so I'll, I'll save that for that one. And I just want to say, by the way, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to he is really good he always says you be you and that's one good yeah. thing because a lot of people that have his level of voice if you like and followers um he's very much like just be you and yeah just, well, um, no i do he's a great guy so anyway i'll no, advocate that I'm, I'm a huge fan of him a lot of people don't like him i, I really like him and you're right yeah. i think a lot of people he he says it a lot in his newer stuff especially that like you know he said one day he's going to get a phone call from a mother saying you know my son was a failed entrepreneur and, and and killed himself or something and he and that's one of his biggest fears and i just think you know what he's really honest a lot of the stuff he talks about is about culture and create and being a nice person being a good business owner stuff like that and yeah, I yeah, he definitely does. He, you know, it's time tested, and you can see that he's done it. So. Well, this is it. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I back him. Right. We we talked about everything other than the three P's. <laughs> so yeah. so let's talk about the three P's then. Yeah. So uh, what we want to kind of think it start from an evolutionary point of view. So early man, early woman, cave men and cave women were given certain evolutionary wars for doing certain things. 
and men and women working together produce offspring of course it feels good that's why one of the reasons why i keep doing it successfully support themselves and their families hunting and gathering the exercise that was necessary to go out and catch the prey or the excited to, to get the beans and the, the the berries whatever it is and bring them back and then have that family time if you like they're always going to survive better in tribes and groups than in individuals. So when they're in a group setting, they would always get something that would make them feel better as opposed to individuals. They would have a feeling of safety and comfort, etc. And safety in numbers, of course, as you've heard that saying before. Yep. So that's a fantastic thing. Now, those in those days, we'll say 200,000 years ago, in this form that we're in now, they had no idea what these rewards were. No idea at all, but they knew they felt good, so they kept on doing it. We now know what the rewards are. It's various neurotransmitters that flows through the body and the mind. And the most important one, which I spoke about a few times already, is serotonin. So when we produce a constant flow of serotonin, we produce that ability to be coping better, to be feeling better, to be more rational, to, to be more motivated, to be more happy, to feel more safe. And I always say we don't need to do the same things that we've always done uh, in the past. Um, we don't need to go through throwing spears at animals and chasing animals anymore, thankfully. But we still need to do the same things in principle. And this is the three key areas. And that's thinking positively, positive interaction and physical activity. And we tend to think as the intellectual animals that we are today in the 21st century, that we can kind of pay lip service to this. But we've been doing this in this form, and of course, uh, Homo erectus, um, sorry, Homo sapiens and Homo erectus before, and, and, and previous and previous, etc about 1.5 million years um, so and at least for a couple hundred thousand years in this form that we've been in at the moment so to pay lip service to the basic fundamentals of human behavior is absolutely bonkers but that's what people do because they're looking for the magic thing they're looking for the magic pill they're looking for the medication they're looking for whatever it is and as a side note, um, SSRIs, which is Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, uh, is a complex way of saying, um, of, of uh, understanding that uh, it allows more serotonin in the brain. And SSRIs are what most antidepressants are. So if people and your listeners are taking antidepressants or you know anyone that's taking them, what that's doing is it's allowing you to keep more of the natural serotonin that you keep in your brain. It allows it to stay there for longer, that medication. So what I'm about um, is about understanding that you can create it yourself because medication is absolutely fantastic and very, very necessary, um, but it doesn't empower you. Mm. It might get you to the stage that you can empower yourself and move on, absolutely. But there's nothing more empowering when you start doing the things, when you start to think more positively. And it's very important you recognize stress bucket filling is negative thinking. So not only are you thinking positively, you're quashing the negative thoughts. So you're really pushing forward, really pushing in, in that way. And I always say, and hopefully you've got a few American listeners, but we should all be a bit more American. Um, because I said it myself, yeah. we should just be a bit more American instead of this reserve nonsense. <laughs> okay. Because whatever we think and say and feel, that's what's happening inside here and outside. So that positive thinking and finding the best in life, you know, law of attraction, and you know, it, it will come back to you. Every action is an equal and opposite reaction, you know, it's physics. So, and the interaction, making sure, you know, when people aren't feeling so well, what do they do? Oh, I can't be bothered going out today. I can't really bother. bothered. Oh, I can't be bothered with the Christmas do this year, or I can't be bothered with this, or whatever it is, or I know I used to go five-a-side football, but I've got no energy now to do it. And this interaction and activity are so, so important. And it's really important to get these things moving forward. Like I said before, change is simple. It's just mm. not an easy thing to do. 
because people don't recognize it's as easy yeah do you do you think like um the thing you mentioned about like uh the antidepressant tablets and things like that but like you think they're good to you know what I'm saying about how it feels simple to be if it was easy to be able to be stuck in that perpetual cycle if we all feel really stuck in a rut you know I can really relate to to that feeling but but that those kind of tablets would help you in and this is just a layman's way of thinking but help you get to a position where you can actually go and do a do the the three p's for example it gets you a position where the tablets are helping you start for example, and basically what I'm saying is that, that I feel like there's a bit of stigma around tablets and that people shouldn't be taking tablets. And I, I always say to, you know, I've got a few friends and family that are on stuff like that. And they say, look, that in my unprofessional opinion, they get you to a position where you can start to try and be proactive about this. And whether that's, you know, doing your, your model and it gets the tablets get me to a position where I can start finding ways to get my three p's for example is that would you agree or completely yeah yeah um and the 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 simple but frustrating bit that's often missed out uh, is that here's your medication this will make you feel better not here's your medication this will make you feel better and get you from here to here and now you're here you need to now be proactive and and doing yourself so you're absolutely right i know many many people and it's fine I've worked with many people clinically and it's, it's absolutely fine and it's a fantastic and it's, it's a lifesaver. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. But uh, I've known many people who are on them for 10, 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, do you know what? If you're an individual that needs it, that's fine. But you're not empowering yourself. You're not recognizing and realizing. Do you know one of the most fantastic things is solution focus process, which really, again, is what we're sort of talking about here. It's empowering. See, when you, when you recognize that you're doing it, that's what drives you on. That's what gives you the inspiration to be the next you, to, to push forward, to, to go and create the new business or to, to change job or, or, or to, to stand up and say, you know, make the decision, say we need to change legislation. You know, as we talked about earlier, whatever it is, that's the confidence building where it comes from. Mm. And the medication is fantastic, but it only gives you, say, it gets you to a point, it gets you to feel good. And then you need to then motivate yourself and, and move forward so yeah absolutely and another thing i've, I've got on my, my notes here about the three p's is, is like how and and I, I think i know what your answer will be but in, in a, i feel like the world at the moment and I, I love what you were saying about being more american by the way we said that in so many other uh, examples in the podcast right. i've said you know about positive reinforcement we need to be more american just be more go around saying yeah well done great high five and we had an american on the podcast and i said to him like oh i always use this uh, analogy and he says is that what you think we're like is that what you think americans are like going around high five with everyone and i said well yeah i thought i'd pissed him off and he went no that that totally is what we're like because uh, you thought it was quite funny anyway i was saying like in a point in a world at the moment where i feel like it's very negative everything i see on social media seems to be very negative i feel like it can be hard to have those positive interactions and positive thoughts when you know you turn the news on and, and like you say you could avoid stuff like that but you go on facebook and it's all negative and if you see it and you like it, the cookies give you more and you can be just stuck in this world of negativity. It's really hard actually to, to have positive thoughts and, and have positive interactions, I think. No, I completely agree. Um, uh, and that's why I don't watch the news. I know, <laughs> I, I know there's bad things happening in Syria. You know, I, I've heard enough about Brexit. 
and as I said at the very beginning, I, I make the decisions on my own life and how the success will be of my life and what I want and where it's going in the business and life and mm. love and whatever. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's it, it's it can be toxic, but again, what we talked about at the beginning there, all change comes from within. So when you start to change, when you start to become that different version of you, you will attract other things into your life. And of course, if the positive view, you will attract positivity. You can't do anything but that. So yeah, mm. just recognize the change starts with from within. Because it reminds me of like, um, so so for example, if, if I've ever got change in my pocket, it was, a, it was a rule I came up with in myself about, I think it was about a year ago where I went to, I think it was Manchester. No, it was a city centre, I can't remember. And there was just probably the most homeless people I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I've been very lucky in in really, other than going to like a big city like London, which probably the most I went to, I never really was exposed to homelessness ever. And, and tra- being in a role now where I travel so much, I've started to see it and it really hit home. Like it proper, I just, it, it's something I'm really passionate about now. So I made the decision in myself, if I ever walk past a homeless person, I've got change. They get it. You know, they get change. So, so that was a rule within myself. And do you know what? Yeah, that probably is selfish. It makes me feel better, you know. But if I talk to people about that, some people are like, oh, I really like that. Do it. But most people come back with a negative. Yeah, but what if they go use that to buy drugs? What if they, what if they use that to buy fags? It's like, do you know what? I don't really care. Like if they if they go and buy drugs and it makes them feel warm for five seconds, or, or if they buy fags and it makes them feel better, then then that's it. But it's it's always negative. Like everything that people come back to. Yeah, and I, do you get what I mean? Yeah, completely. Yeah, and there's a bigger thing there actually as well. In terms of the the the, the immediacy of it, I get what you're saying, but you must give to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and what most people in life are trying to do is get. And where can I get this? Where can I get more money? Where can I get this? Again, that's another very big topic, to be honest, which could be a whole podcast. But <laughs> where can I get this? How can I get Where can I get more from? And that mentality will never work. And that's why they are, if there is people like that, are not successful in, the, in any aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. You must give to receive. And I don't mean in this biblical sense, unless you want to be. Um, um, obviously, it sits with that. But you must give. It's, it's the physics of nature. Um, every action is an equal and opposite reaction. So everything you do will come back to you. That, that's, that's, what it, that's what it means. Um, so um, it's, it's uh, very important that, you, that people recognize that, that you must give out and whatever that is um, to, to receive back. And so, no, you're in the right space. And I think as well, have faith that it will come back eventually. And that, that's kind of like what, what Gary Vee says, you know, he says all the time, you listen to his business advice. It's like give information away for free. I think I've not read the book yet, but from what I've heard from people talking about it, is that his his book, Jab, 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 Punch, or whatever it is, um, that his, his way he describes it is give, 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 then ask. And and it's that, it's that exact scenario, so I think you're right. I like, I like that. I think the, the three Bs, uh, I've, the la- since the last time we mo- uh, spoke, sorry, not not episode, the, the one we did ages ago, three Bs is kind of thing that talk, like, really stuck. That and the, the next one we'll talk about. The, probably the next one we talk about, actually, has probably nearly trained, changed my life, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest. Just focusing on this one thing, um, I think is phenomenal. And you've mentioned it a few times. So, um, yeah that's marginal gains that that 
yeah. like I said, that concept has really helped me professionally, um, personally in going to the gym, trying to eat better, but all these things, starting a business, you know, all those things, it's marginal gains, everything that we're doing. Um, so, oh, I've just said it, sorry, marginal gains. Yeah, it's cool. Q, Q David. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a small changes, but our marginal gains is a term that's been coined by Sir Dave Brailsford, actually. Um, but just before I go on to that, we want to kind of recognise that the whole of who you are, the whole of us, the whole of you, whoever the listener is, is a mixture, is a blend of millions of small things, of small habits, of small bits and pieces together. And what we think when we want to change is we're looking for the magic pill. We're looking for the thing, and I say, if I knew it, I'd packaged it now and sold it for millions or billions in fact have had that magic pill so what the change comes from small changes change comes from making these many many small changes and and moving forward and that's what the whole of the person is there's not there is often large things we can do of course but that's what we need to sort of look at so i see that the the term marginal gains explain a little bit about that and Sir david brailsford was the british cycling manager and for a 10-year period and uh, it was very, very successful. And he coined the term marginal gains, which is small changes, basically. Um, and over the 10-year um, tenure, he won many multiple goals at the London 2012 Olympics and, and, and through the different cycling disciplines, won uh, 59 world, or they won 59 world titles. Mm. And the principle is, if you look at all the components of, of a bike race, which is the bike, the race, the individual, the preparation before it, and you marginally change that, um, uh, either you you know take off one percent or whatever it is, or add on one percent. Then overall, a cumulative effect you can have actual change. So what they did was they they narrowed the seat by like one millimeter or two millimeters or something like that. Um, they took the seams out of the lycra suit. So how they get that on, I wonder. I don't know, but they took the seams out to make it more aerodynamic. On the training and racing days, or whenever they were going, they always used to take their own pillows so they would sleep better, because you always sleep better with your own comfortable pillow instead of those horrible things you sometimes get in, in hotel rooms, etc. And of course, on their own, you know, it makes absolutely nothing. But put all them together, and that gives you the half second or whatever it is to be able to win all these races. So much so that the other teams were thinking they were on drugs or performance and some drugs because there was some. Because how can they be winning so much? They must be doing something. Again, what would the, the Australian team actually thought that? And um, they said, "What's that thing they're doing? They must be doing something. So it mm. must be drugs." No, no, they're not. He realised that the that the sum uh, is a the whole of the sum of its parts. What's that one? How's that saying go? I can't remember how that saying goes, but you know the one I mean. Um, yeah. But we are the sum of its parts. You, you'll know the one I mean. Anyway, we are just a, a blend of many, many, many small parts together. Parts, and when you change them, then you make that change. Mm. So it's exactly the same in life, of course, as I spoke about there. It's about making those small changes. So what are those small changes in reality? It's getting up at quarter past six instead of half past six uh, and making yourself a breakfast and doing the things you want to do. Make sure you get time to, to rest before the kids get up or um, before you can eat your breakfast, before the whole household gets up or walk the dog or whatever it is. It's making the lunches instead of eating them, um, uh, eating at the canteen, as I said. It's making sure you start with the exercise three or four times a week. It's going back to the... the, the the five-a-side football or, or the group sport, the netball or whatever it is. 
Um, it's making sure you have time for yourself as well if you're if you're stuck with you know the 2.4 children the busy family if you like it's all these small things that together and that's what we've already spoke about it already that's what gathers motivation and with the three p's all the different things that we're doing these small changes then you start to turn the tide as you say you're in that old habitual behavior Oh, I can't change, I don't know what I'm doing, why am I not changing? Mm. Then you start to make the changes and you start to move in the right direction. Then you start to feel a bit better and you're creating the chemicals as well. So you're feeling more content and the momentum then carries and then you, you move forward. And that's why it's worked so well for you because it is the way that we, that we all change. Mm. Um, great lasting change anyway. Yeah, do you, oh, do you know what? It, it, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's so powerful. I think, you know, even if you were to, you know, I don't advocate not doing all the other stuff, but even if you were to just focus on and, and, and just focus on that and just use that, I mean, it it's changed this podcast. I mean, we started on, like I said in the last podcast, we about a year now, and we started on a mobile phone and a, hand, and a hands-free kit. That's why the first episode is absolutely horrendous, and the second and the third. But then we buy a cheap mic off off, off eBay, and then and then we, we keep going, and we get some more people, and then we think, Do you know what, I'm going to save some money, get a proper mic. And now we've got two good mics, and, and now we've got YouTube, and then we did the same with YouTube. We started with a crappy camera. The, the, I mean, I've used my drum games in so many ways with the podcast and now bringing it up to YouTube and and with, with so much trying to build a business on the side with personal life as well. Do you know what I mean? I, and, and I think why it's helped me so much is because I find I'm very much an extreme person. So like you said, you gave an example, which when you said it, it clicked in my head. Why am I doing that? You said about getting up early. I'm beating myself up at the moment because I want to get my ass out of bed a little bit earlier because there's so much I want to do. There's so much that I want to read a little bit more of my technical books, but I find that if I read the technical books before I go to bed, my brain's going and I can't get to sleep. So I read a fictional book instead, but then I'm like, well, where have I got time to read the, the kind of, Mm-hmm. books are going to help me learn i want to do my diploma i need to walk the dog there's so much to do yeah. so i think do you know what i need to get up earlier if i can get up earlier i can write the book i want to write i've got this i've got that i've so much i can do i could do one of them in the mornings because i've I filled my night or you know all the time my nights are filled so get up so what do i do i set my alarm for like five o'clock in the morning i don't get up and then I'm like, oh, fuck, so did it get up? Blah, blah, blah. So I set my alarm for five o'clock the next morning. And my wife always says to me, James, why did you do it in extremes? Why did you go from struggling to get out of bed till like half eight and then rushing to work and then going, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m.? Like you said, why, if you want to get up, at, why don't you get up just quarter past? So, so that, I thought that was interesting. And I think that is yeah. why it's so powerful for me, but why it can be so powerful for somebody else. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Just take uh, all the the thing as well is when we're looking, we want to be fixed, whatever we are. We want to just be that. Why can't I just be me and be that person that I aspire to be and all the rest of it? But it's always good as well when you're looking to make the small changes. Pick a one or two. Mm. See if it's going to be getting up in the morning, and um, then it's getting up in the morning at a reasonable time, as you say, whatever that is compared to where you were. Not getting up at the time, changing my diet, going to the gym, going here, doing this, being seeing all my friends I haven't seen for my mother. You know, you know, all those things. Just pick one or two habits that you want to do and, and run with them as well. And wait till they they them excuse me, they then become 
habitual behavior because when you're doing them to begin with are conscious thoughts and they need to be impregnated as spoke before the thoughts into your subconscious before it becomes a new habit and that has to happen and it, some people say 28 days some people say two months three months whatever just do it for a while just mm. keep doing it until it becomes a habit mm. there isn't a number there isn't a day i mean i heard a, a research with 66 days so in other words just do it for a while mm. at least 30 days and whatever you're doing and keep doing it and get in there and enjoy it before you move on to the new habits whatever they are <clears throat> no i definitely advocate for marginal gains i think if anybody's trying to change anything do it we, we started eating healthy in the house based on that one concept of marginal gains you know um uh, yes we had a we had a takeaway yesterday but we had a good lunch so i'm like yeah, yeah. marginal gains you know tomorrow we'll have a good breakfast and a good lunch and then we'll have yeah. a good dinner i'll make it sound like we eat takeaways every night we don't <laughs> <laughs> we we nearly did at one point um and, and we got out of that both of us me and my wife of marginal gains and it's literally like the the, mo- the motto of this household for the last well about a year ago we first spoke so mm-hmm. definitely advocate and, and i think it's okay to to fall off the wagon sometimes as well you know oh, even if there is a, a wagon to be on but be like yeah. do you know what i've had a bad week suck it up move on start again 100 percent 100 percent it's only you it doesn't matter it's you know it really isn't um so yeah no i agree with you yeah so you said about like um how long we have to do stuff so that that kind of maybe hints on to the next bit which is is the kind of the kind of final bit uh, that ties it all together but repetition um, yeah. and I remember you saying in the birth podcast which is something that stuck to me as well is that that kind of repetition is the language of the brain which I like that I remember that yeah no absolutely as it's it's so so important and when I um, I used to run training schools as well and teaching other psychotherapists I ran a training school for three years and, and when I was teaching them I used to say however important you think repetition is in your mind at that point they had a fair understanding because they were three or four months into the program See, however important you think repetition is times that by a hundred in your mind and that will start to get you into the kind of the understanding of, of just how important repetition is and, and all these key elements are very very important but it's really repetition that is the one of the key, well they all are, but it it's certainly sets up the top in terms of the importance level of the, why people are successful or they're not successful. And we're talking about creating lasting change and it's simple, but you know, it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. Um, it's not easy because you have to do it a lot. Mm. Um, the thing is, as you say, just getting up 15 minutes earlier or half an hour earlier, whatever it is, that's a simple thing to do once. Um, sometimes, um, not always, but you know, that should be a similar thing. But doing that for 30 days, that's the challenge, but that's the bit that's not so easy. And that's the repetition that's necessary. Why is that necessary? It's moving from the conscious to subconscious, remember. And what you want to kind of imagine, uh, again, is, is I think that the consciously we have, again, as I spoke, one or two actions, three or four actions a second, and subconsciously we have 40,000. A second. So there's a huge amount going on beneath there. And that's the machine that's driving you. That's the machine that's driving and driving you. And it's not aware of what's going on. It's got the working age of a four, five, or six year old. It's got no idea. It doesn't have the intellect. 
So what do you have to do? I always use the analogy. People have children, a four-year-old children. We know what you have to do. You have to be pretty firm with them. Even if you don't have them, you know what they're like. So you have to be firm with your children, don't you? Uh, my son is seven now. Uh, when he was four years old, he'd be like making his, making his dinner uh, or whatever, uh, making his supper and say, yeah, um, just you come up and sit up here whenever you want. It's fine. You just do it. It doesn't matter. You know, keep watching Pokemon if you want, or whatever it is, or Minecraft and telly. And he'd be like, yeah, whatever, Dad. <laughs> as, as opposed to, right, get your bum up here. I've prepared <laughs> this food for you. So get up here now and sit up here and, and, and do what I tell you. The right thing to do. And he goes, oh, yeah, right, I get it. That's what we have to be like in our mind. That's what you have to be like in our brain. You have to be firm with yourself and make the decision that you are going to do this, I mean, for 30 days, get up every morning, half an hour earlier. Now, of course, as you say, one day you don't get up, you have a too many glasses of wine one night and you didn't mean to, and you, so it didn't work, or whatever happens, that's absolutely fine. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't be the perfectionist that, that you, you don't need to be, and that's one of, was one of my things. Just get back on the horse again and continue to do it, because if you do, if you have 30 days and three of them over the space of the time are not there, that doesn't matter. But if you go a week into it and then you then you fall off the wagon once, and then you go, oh, what's the point? Um, and then just then stop doing it, which of course is what a lot of people do with diets and, and, and for, um, for diet change uh, anyway. Then um, yeah, so repetition is tremendously important because we are we are impregnating the subconscious who has the working age. The thalamus is the area we're talking about, like in the central clearinghouse, which sits in the lower regions of the brain again, that primitive emotional part. It's the bit, it's the boss's secretary, if you like, and you are the boss, and that boss's secretary needs to be told often that this is the new way that you're going, this is the new thing that we're doing. And that's why repetition is so, so vitally important. That kind of reminds me of um, Tony Robbins' rule that he has for himself, which he doesn't negotiate with himself. Like he says in his very particular tone and, and accent, you yeah. know, and he'll be like, I don't negotiate with myself. That is a terrible <laughs> example, but you know I mean? he, he's like, that's my one rule. I don't negotiate with myself. And I was like, I like that because I mean, those that don't know him, he gets out of bed and he jumps in a cold, like plunge pool or whatever you call it. So an ice cold plunge pool every morning. Like, yeah. granted, he's absolutely minted, so he could take a plunge pool wherever he goes with him, which I think he does. But he does that every morning, and everyone says, "How do you do it? How do you do it?" And he says, "It, it I just don't negotiate with myself." Yeah. That is it. If I, if I make a decision, which is what we spoke about in the last podcast, is breaking the barrier of fear, making that decision, and then do not negotiate with yourself. And I find, mm -hmm. I find that, that was fascinating. That's kind of what, similar to what you were saying. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's why he's successful, because mm -hmm. he's a decision maker. And because he still has fear, he still has the, oh, do I need to get up today and jump in that flipping cold pool again? <laughs> And he's just like, yes, you do. I'm not negotiating. Yes, you do. And how many other people will go, well, it's a bit cold. It doesn't really work anyway. What's the point? And, you know, there's no point and there's no repetition within that. There's no change. There's no belief in yourself. They're not making decisions. Funny old thing. You're not, they're not getting the success that they want. Whereas that's the reason why he's successful because he follows. Because remember, these aren't made up by me. I've brought these together over the 10 years of my understanding of human behavior, but he does all this. That's why he's successful. He's, this is, you know, 
he doesn't have a special formula. This is the formula. It's called human behavior. Um, yeah, it's just understanding that. So this is the, the key principles for human behavior um, mm. to change. And, and absolutely, yeah, not negotiable, whatever it is. There's, there's so much to this. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I, I hope that prim- primarily our, our audience is mostly like safety professionals or, or business leaders, managers and things like that, but primarily safety professionals. And, and I hope that people listen to it and don't be like, well, this is nothing to do with health and safety because there's so much here that you're talking about that really resonates, I think, with our profession as a whole. If we would talk about like marginal gains, for example, you mentioned about that ma- magic pill of like everyone's looking for that one trip, that one trick pony. And, I, and I've said this time and time again on a podcast, but like that's what we're doing in the industry at the moment. We're looking for that new a uh, revolutionary way to break the plateau and don't get me wrong you know i talk to people uh, about those um those systems and and i advocate for some of them and the ones i know about but i think it's important for us to pick the one that works for us so when you, and the way i'm talking what i'm talking about here is like safety to uh safety differently Oh, there's friggin' loads of them. Behavior-based safety, uh, there's millions of them, and there's more and more every day. Um, and then we're like, oh, safety two is not as good as safety differently, and they're, they're unproven. And it's like, well, stop looking for that one trick. And I, I always call it our safety. They create our safety. So if there's something that works for you for safety differently, pick that, try it. Is it working? Yes, it is. Keep it. Take something from safety two. Put it in. Does it work? Yes. Keep it. Take this. Does it work? No. Get rid of it. And bit by bit, start to build our safety. Something that works for us. Stop looking for that one-trick pony. It's the same with what we talked about in the fire game at the moment. We're looking for that one-trick pony. Take all the cladding down. It fixes everything. Install sprinklers. It fixes everything. But actually, I think a risk assessment is about marginal gains. You know, we're looking at tiny things, loads and loads and loads of mitigating steps in that in that risk assessment that reduces the overall risk of a building or reduces the overall risk of a business. You know, a repetition. It's we're talking about how the brain works, and if we're trying to get people to follow uh, our procedures, our processes then we've got to think about repetition. We've got to think about making it, moving it from that, that conscious part into the subconscious part. Now, there's some things we want them to think about, but let's enable the things that we they don't need to think about to go down into this part of the brain so that they can think about the things we want them to think about up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. There's, there's so much to this, I think, and that, that we can we can use. And I just hope that, that sometimes I find that safety professionals, we struggle because... We only talk about safety and actually there's, there's so many things out there in the world of finance and like i said gary v a lot of the stuff he says works for safety you know it's about leadership which is which yeah, is it's, it's universal yeah, yeah the principles here is about remember we spoke about the very beginning which is nice to finish with as well thoughts create feelings feelings create actions and then actions produce your results mm-hmm. so uh, whatever you're thinking about whether it's safety um you know commerce e-commerce um, you know, bananas, whatever matter what you're thinking about. Whatever you're thinking about, um, it will create a feeling. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it solution focused mm. uh, or is it negatively focused? 
And I understand that there's an aspect that you need to solve the problems of the fire industry in, 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 in Grenfell, etc. Um, but it's like, where are the solutions coming from that? Um, what are you what are you doing? You know, again, obviously, as you know, no expert specifically in that area, but from the human behavior, where are the solutions? What, what, what can I do? What are the small changes I can make that's going to move it forward? And what can we keep doing to, to make sure that we implement this UK-wide? Um, so yeah, whatever you think about, you will make you feel either good or bad, which will then allow you to act in a particular way, which will give you results. Yeah. That's what Gary Vee does. That's what um, uh, Tony Robbins does. That's what anyone does in success, mm-hmm. uh, whatever they are, the little person, little person, but whoever it doesn't matter, and absolutely anybody, because that's the key principles of, of changing and success. Yeah, we had, um, if I remember, it's a terrible, I should keep track of what podcast I've got, but I don't think, I've interviewed, uh, I say interviewed, I'm not interviewed, I've recorded a conversation with Ron Gant, who's a big player in safety differently, and he said something which kind of resonated exactly what you just said, focusing on what you don't want does not get you what you want. And I thought, do you know what? That's what. And obviously, we were, we were both two safety professionals, so we were talking primarily about safety differently and safety professionals. It's exactly the same as what you just said. You know, we we go around and the exact. I use it all the time now since I since I've done that interview. Like you go around and say, what? Well, think about when we're doing our safety tours or our safety walks or whatever we want to bloody call it. Walking around going, this is wrong. That's wrong. This is wrong. That's wrong. We're not solutions focused. You know, no. we're having negative-based conversations. We need to change the narrative. We're not okay. having, as an industry, positive conversations and positive interactions because it's all about what we do wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and this is nothing new. Greek philosophers have been telling this for over two thousand years. Mm. Focus on the the new. Focus. Tell a different story. Move to the new. It doesn't mean you don't have to deal with whatever it is and the reality there um, of the of the time. But what are you doing to move forward from it? So, yeah, as I say, it's, it's, it's not a new concept mm. um, by any stretch of imagination. And, and it's that, that, that thing you said that I like as well about that um, thoughts, and I'm probably going to butcher this already, but thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions. And was there something else? Or is that it? And actions then produce your results. And then actions produce your results. So, so that, if I was to step back and look at that, to me, what that tells you is that if you look at a business if your thoughts of that business is negative your feelings are negative therefore your actions are going to be negative and i think that is so true and i talk about the perception of health and safety a lot and sometimes you get people come back with with good arguments and and they said you don't they don't advocate for my position on safety which is very much a do as do as little as possible it's a minimalist safety which sounds backwards but I'm trying to challenge the perception of health and safety because if people think that health and safety has gone mad, that's what they think. They feel negative about me when I'm trying to talk to them. Therefore, their action is they don't listen. But one yeah. day, me as a safety professional or anyone, any other safety professional will go to maybe you, David, one day and say, David, stop what you're doing. What you're doing, in my opinion, is seriously dangerous. You need to stop on it. And I need to have that respect, that power, that relationship with my employees, with my customers, etc., to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. So I think your message resonates so much with personally and professionally, the listeners of this podcast, 100%. So how, how could like, 
what does it look like on a business point of view? So, like, I know you work with businesses as well as uh, per, like individuals, but like, obviously, in an individual, you'll probably be able to see that individual is working better and feeling better and happier. But from from maybe like a business point of view, what is that? Can it, do you see results in a business, or have you not? Had of course, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, the majority of what we do now is in business. I mean, I work with the odd individual, but not too many now because okay. of where the business is. And and yeah, we work with businesses, uh, all sectors. Uh, we have contracts for large multinationals at the moment, so and, and multinational insurers, insurance brokers, which allow us to work with their customers. So that's a very broad range in terms mm-hmm. of that, in terms of sectors. And um, so we help create um, or change mental health, mental well-being, foster resilience and increase performance within the uh, businesses around about this kind of model of course and, and a lot more than that. Uh, we run six to 12 month programs, sometimes 24 month, even 36 month programs as well, um, looking at kind of cultural change within businesses um, and we do that through a blend of training and mentoring uh, and online with the app, uh, online platform that we have as well. So depending and um, we, we we start off with surveys as a micro survey, then move on to a full survey, and we get an understanding of where the businesses are, understand of where the leadership is, understand of where the self-worth is, uh, and, and the productivity of the business. We can then deliver bespoke programs to businesses. For example, we're working on at the moment with a thousand staff, um, and uh, they are. Um, we're working with the regional managers, and um, specifically on face-to-face and mentoring them so of course that's quite um, time and and costly heavy you can't do that with a thousand members of staff quite rightly and working with a sales team uh, as well so the client facing people because we want their productivity to to rise and the business certainly does and then the business as a whole is going through the the online process and the the app that we have and so we're we're raising the the mental health mental well-being and productivity of the business uh, uh, as a whole through the through the programs that we're we're doing so um yes going really well, very successful, um, um, and uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Um, the mission for my business is to positively, or facilitate, sorry, positive lasting change uh, within 100 million lives across the world, and we've started, we're on our way, we've got a little bit to go yet, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing, So, and we're doing that in different ways through business, um, organisations, governments, uh, and, and even the individual. Mm-hmm. A hundred million lives. Fair play. That is yes. a big challenge. Uh, anything we could do to help, one hundred percent. Massively support your message. What, what, what do the businesses see results in their business? Like, for, do people become more? I would assume people would become more productive, more efficient. Yeah, exactly. That's it. The people raise from the lower regions of the brain to the higher regions of the brain, and, and you know, it's, it's a, it sounds kind of ethereal. You know, how do you measure that? And I get that because businesses ultimately need a return on investment, and, and that's obvious. Um, and that's why we use surveys in the online programs as well, because we're able to benchmark to begin with. We're able to see where people are feeling. We're able to see the difference. We're able to, see, to, to plot the changes in individuals. Very, very basic way of seeing it is if you're a zero out of 10 and are scaling, then you're depressed and you're not productive. If you're a 10 out of 10, then you're very productive. So mm-hmm. we want to move the threes and fours up to fives and sixes and the eights and nines up to tens and, and elevens if there's such a thing. So we want to just make people more productive. Remember, when you're working from the correct area of the brain more, you are more productive. 
and you're making the right choices. And again, from a health and safety point of view, one of the reasons why um, the insurance companies like it so much that um, if you're working from the correct areas of the brain, then you're going to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. You're less likely to chop your hand off. You're less likely to, to run into somebody with a fork, forklift truck. And because you are a better version of you and you're just sleeping better, you're thinking clearer, etc. So it's a holistic approach, obviously, mm. but it's the only approach to have because we are holistic. Again, we're all, so we are a mixture of millions of small aspects that make the whole of us. So mm. by working and understanding, uh, facilitating the change and the foundations of who we all are, because we're all exactly the same. We're all perfectly unique all unique, all different, but actually we're all exactly the same. So in terms of principle of change, so understanding that, benchmarking it and measuring the changes throughout the program, people can see not only are the individuals changing, but then they can see the difference in terms of um, staff retention, um, less presenteeism, um, less absenteeism, uh, and and, uh, greater profit and productivity. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet staff retention goes up 100%. So if... um if people like what they're saying, you want to give us a quick um, plug of websites or phone numbers, LinkedIn's, and obviously we'll link everything in the description below, but just a quick overview of how to get hold of you. Or, and, and yeah, 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 sure. I mean, LinkedIn, just say, uh, search for David McLean, and it's M-C-L-E-A-N. I know you're going to put it up anyway. Um, the website is drmgroup.co.uk, uh, and my email address is david.mclean, M-C-L-E-A-N, at drmgroup.co.uk, david.mclean. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, and um, uh, please contact me, and, and we can come out and, and, and speak with you. We, we work throughout the UK uh, entirely at the moment, and we're certainly looking to broaden uh, into Europe and, and uh, North America in 2020 um, uh, and hopefully Africa as well 2020 should be should be good for for there um, so um yeah yeah please drop me a line if, if you're interested you want to find out more um, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much David that was a phenomenal conversation thank you thank you Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got some value for that. Let us know in the comments below or let us know on Twitter, any of the other social media platforms or the links are below, how you're going to implement some of this stuff in your life. Or if you already have, let me know how it's helping you, how it's changing your business, etc. If you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave a rate and review if you listen on iTunes or if you can do that on any of your other platforms. Listen on YouTube, hit subscribe and the like button. And if you can, try and think of three people that will benefit from listening to this podcast and share it with them. And if you do that, or if you leave a rate and review as well, give that stuff a screenshot. Let us know on Twitter or any of the other social medias so we can give you a shout out in this podcast. Happy New Year, because it'll be New Year now. And I hope to pleasure your listening ears in the next coming years of rebranding safety and your life, etc. In 2020, oh my god, 2020. Catch you next week, safe. Hey everyone, just a quick message from our affiliate program. Using DRM's online course, you can learn to move away from feelings of anger and frustration and get yourself some lasting positive change. Click the link in the description of this episode to get yourself a discount. And thank you for listening to Rebranded Safety.